Welcome to the Mark Stary Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Stary, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities of Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Stary, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two that you mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music Podcast. Also, considering helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Mark Twain. The two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 246. Please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distilleries, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. Also, thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a brutally hot day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Just got back from running my dad down some spices to season his food with while he's staying at Regent's Hospital. You gotta have some slap your mama to choke down that hospital food, man. Wednesday played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Holt, Minnesota. Apologize to Randy T for not playing enough rap music. Thursday played a solo show at Ingredients in Wiper Lake, Minnesota. So good to be back, and so good to have a shrimp Diablo again. Friday played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Played on the patio and wondered why I can't golf like those Stone Ridge folks can. Saturday played a duo show at Seven Brothers in Clayton, Wisconsin. Thanks Tom Cat and Harley Davidson Andrew for taking along, and Bryce for singing some Tom Petty with us. Sunday played a duo show at Wilkins in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. It was a who's who of Polko and Glenwood City favorite citizens was packed and a blast. Thanks, Christy, for getting us the gig. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, July 1st, 2020. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Friday, July 3rd. I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will finally be heading back up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock the 4th of July at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. Guest this week is part two of two with David Skrupke and Jan Davis of the Turtle Lake, Wisconsin Museum. We talk railroad crashes, bank robberies, fires, and more Turtle Lake facts and folklore. Enjoy the conversation. So... When I was working with David and Diane here that day and yeah. just monkeying around, some of the stories that stood out, one was about, about Doc Till. And David, you mind telling us about, first of all, because my family had a hardware store here for 100 years. 
And that just recently, a couple years ago, went out of business because that's what happens, you know, whatever. And so there's a lot of relics and things from the hardware store here. And it's really interesting to see so much of my family stuff. But David, what did you find? You had a workbench that was part of the depot or something like that? Yeah, we have a house that was built in 1985. And uh, with the house was a, a small garage. And the garage was actually kind of a Model A uh, vintage type garage. And, you know, it had workbenches and shel- a workbench and shelves and stuff. And uh, when the Bank of Turtle Lake closed down, they had, the f- they had all kinds of furniture that I thought, well, this would make good stuff for in my garage. So I, I bought some furniture and I took out the old workbench in my garage. And, you know, I always knew that there was some lettering on the top of it. Um, but it wasn't until I took it out that I knew ex- what the, the lettering was. And it was from one of the crossing signs on the street. And it says, look, it says, look out for the cars. And, you know, it was before the traditional X, you know, railroad crossing. Um, and the, when I look at old pictures from other towns, they had the same thing. So this was kind of a universal kind of thing. But it was the, the railroad crossing signs. Look out for the cars. Wow, it's interesting. So while we're on the railroad topic, do you mind telling, repeating the story to our listeners about the railroad tragedy that took place here? Well, there were actually a couple of wrecks in Turtle Lake. Though for <laughs> you know, when I... Turtle Lake was not the place that I, I grew up here. I, this is not exactly where I wanted to, to end up, but... Anyway, I have, and, uh, you know, I always thought as a kid that Turtle Lake was maybe kind of just sort of a boring place when you're in high school. You kind of take stuff for granted, and and uh, as when the museum opened up, you know, it's, you know, the fun old stuff mm-hmm. looking at it, and um, I started learning some of the history about Turtle Lake, and it's a lot more complicated and a lot more interesting than... I ever knew it was until I started doing this, you know, so you kind of get fired up when you, when you learn things. So anyway, um, there was the first train accident happened in, uh, 1902. So let me back up a little bit. There were, there were two train, uh, tracks that came through Turtle Lake. The first one was the Chicago Northwestern that was carrying lumber from this area and north down to Chicago. The second one was built, um, you know, a few years later, and it was built, it was the Sioux Line, and it was built to carry uh, farm produce, milk, cream, all that kind of stuff into the Twin Cities because the, the Twin Cities had Pillsbury and, um, you know, all the grain mills. So anyway... Um, Turtle Lake is kind of unusual in that it had these two tracks, major tracks crossing. And so Turtle Lake was kind of a bigger town at one time because of that. Of course, the tracks are gone now. But anyway, um, the north-south tracks and the east-west tracks crossed in Turtle Lake. And one day, the this one of the trains ran into the side of the other one. And from what I understand, it was that engineers were kind of in a hurry. They wanted to get, you know, 
you know, be on time and, and get done with her job. So anyway, uh, one was trying to sneak out before the other train got into town, and of course it ran into the other one. And the first accident, um, there were just injuries. I think there was a high school kid that w- was jumping on boxcars and going for a little ride, and he was the only one that was injured in the first um, one. The second one was in 1945, and uh, the same kind of thing that one of the uh, uh, engineers was trying to beat the other train so it didn't have, because they all stopped and he wanted to get done. And so he ran into the side of this, the other engine and train and uh, hit the engine. The engine went on its side. Uh, the fireman, the fireman and the engineer, um, the fireman was thrown from the train and actually under the wheels of the train, and he was dismembered. The engineer uh, was thrown from the train, and the coal that was in the car behind landed on top of him, and apparently his legs were kind of stickling, sticking out, and people saw them wiggling, and so they kind of pulled him out, and he was okay. But the other guy, uh, they actually... Um, had to carry them out in wash tubs and they took them there was in your um the hardware store that your family owned there was a mortuary there as many hardware stores had and they brought him in wash tubs down into you know to be prepared mm-hmm. wow yeah and my great grandmother apparently loved to to do all the makeup and stuff in the bodies. They'd set them in the hardware store window. Do you guys remember any of that? Uh, I don't remember it. I don't ever remember it being um, a, a mortuary. So, oh, and let's see one other thing. Checking out the new photos of the 45th Parallel Event Center, and it looks awesome. Can't wait to play some gigs there. They're going to have cocktails, pizza, fish fry, weddings, parties, Taco Tuesdays, and more. What more could you want? 45th Parallel is a family-owned craft distillery in New Richmond, Wisconsin. They opened their doors in 2007 and went from making a single vodka to producing dozens of different spirits, including gins, whiskeys, and citrus liqueurs. 45th Parallel distillers are committed to a slow craft philosophy. Slow fermentation, slow infusion, slow distillation, slow blending, slow aging. Their mission is to create high-quality spirits using local ingredients whenever possible and to provide visitors with a great experience. Stop in and check them out at 1570 Madison Avenue, New Richmond, Wisconsin. Check out 45thparalleldistillery.com for hours and more information. So when you're looking for a quality alcoholic beverage to enjoy while listening to your favorite local musicians live, try a 45th Parallel Distillery product. You won't be disappointed. Please drink responsibly. There there was a gentleman who came to visit us from From Maine. Maine. (laughs) So that's an interesting coincidence that there was a, the, the guy went to school in Turtle Lake and he uh, was coming to Turtle Lake to to visit his sister. I think was in he's the a nurse. doctor. Yeah, he's a yeah. he was a brain surgeon. Yeah, you know Turtle Lake. A lot of famous people. You know, smart people from Turtle Lake. <laughs> so anyway, he um, he um, stopped at the museum, and he was uh, he was just 
fascinated mm-hmm. it could, because seeing all these things from his childhood. And he said, yeah, I remember when I was a kid that there was a uh, this train accident. And, you know, w- when school got out, you know, we all hurried down to mm-hmm. see what was the mo- what was going on. He said that the, the whistle from the train blew for hours and yeah. because there was no way to get rid of the the um, steam so they just let it blow and um he said yeah i remember being down and 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 watching you know what was going on mm-hmm. and he said yeah we've got some pictures in the in the back of the museum about that and so we took him back and he's looking at this these pictures and he said wait a minute and there was a picture of a kid that was like photobombing whoever was taking this picture he said that's mm-hmm. me and so <laughs> we have this picture. Yes. Very clear picture, oh, it was too. He's very in the forefront of yeah, I have so to see this before I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we took this picture of him uh-huh. beside the picture of him as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And that, that was just really interesting. That was after the, during the, after the train accident? Yes, yeah. They went... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he wasn't very old, obviously, on that picture. No, he was maybe 10, 10 12 or something. Yeah. But wow. you know, what a great place for kids to hang out around a train wreck. You know, All the home guys at the hardware store in wash tubs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. That is one of the things that we have found though that there have been so many wonderful people that have stopped and visited here who are been some connection here, you know. And they always seem to have some kind of a story for us no matter what it is. So, it's good. Before we move on to another story, when do you guys anticipate opening up again? Good question. Because right now it's June 2020. Yes, and normally we would be open now this week. Right. But, of course, because of... Yeah, cor- the, the coronavirus, yep. the, the COVID-19 that yes. that we don't know. Like many things, uh, lots of things have been yeah. canceled this summer. And, uh, you know, putting... A uh, number of people into uh, close proximity is not a real good idea. So, and we, of uh, all things of this year, we were able to get the last room in here, and they have been working on this now all well for quite a few weeks, months, oh, whatever oh, you want to say yeah. that the guys have. So we and there's more to do, obviously, um, because there was wiring and everything that had to be done. So we really have. We'll really have a wonderful building once we can open. <laughs> We're going to be really proud of that. I know we will be. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Are you going to? Oh, so um, we're working on this room in the back, and again, we're tr- you know trying to keep everything Turtle Lake. And uh, one of the buildings that was demolished in while we own this was the the Memorial Hall, the Legion mm-hmm. Memorial Hall, which was I think built in 1900. And we went in and salvaged the lumber, um, and in particular, there was a, a ticket booth that you would walk in the door and you would buy your ticket for whatever event was going on because they used it for dances and movies and basketball games and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we took that ticket booth and we cut it out of the spot where it is, and we brought it over here. And that's what you'll see when you, one of the first things you'll see is, is, is the ticket booth. But then we also took the, the old bank vault door frame and put that around the, the opening that goes to the back room. So, you know, we try to keep as much Turtle Lake stuff 
going as possible. We have some of the tickets too. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. I forgot. That's about interesting. That. Yes, we do. Yeah. So trying to capture and and preserve all this history of Turtle Lake, are you guys at the same time mindful and collecting things of of current events for this to move to, to move forward, such as like um, memories and articles of stuff from this unique thing, like the COVID uh, epidemic going on now, a pandemic, or like this, uh, like that world famous you know Kloss thing, a kidnapping in Barron's, like these kind of like historical events that are going on now. Do you guys kind of put some of this stuff aside for future use? Well, I think we're, we're, we think about that all the time. Of course, right now, we can't do too much because you can't, you know, we're not encouraging people to come. Uh, you know, we're not, the only, the only thing that we're getting together to do is to work on this, this back room right now. And so things here are kind of a mess at the moment. But once we get that finished, then we can start moving um, displays into that back room. Um, current stuff, we actually um, have a series of, of uh, audio cassettes, or no, they're, they're video cassettes, mm-hmm. of people telling their history. And, you know, it's from our time period. Some of, of them have like passed sort of, on. But, um, yeah, sort of like the Foxfire mm-hmm. books a little bit. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. We, did, we did that, what, has it been for... Three years or four years now? Yeah, probably four, four or five, yes. maybe. And so we do have some, so, so a few of the people have, are living, some are not. So thank goodness we got those um, at a good time. We got, you know, there's some asking a lot of questions. And actually the, the um, uh, fourth grade class at the school, actually we involved them in that. We have done as many things as we can or... In there, um, of including some of the young people because we feel, and we have the fourth graders come every year, and we give them about three hours, I think, of time and and uh, go through. Their teachers come too, but um, I think it's good for them, and they they learn history anyway at about that age. So um, that's been, and it's been fun. So excellent. Mm-hmm. So another story I wanted to touch on uh, before we continue on with stuff is, do you mind sharing with us, David, the the bank robbery story here in Turtle Lake? Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> there were there were. That's ex- what listeners like to hear. They like to hear the macabre, the exciting. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, there were actually a couple of banks in Turtle Lake, uh, so. <laughs> You know, now we're a, a population of just over a thousand, and uh, the, the, the all the business was downtown. It's kind of moved to the highway now, but um, and I forget what the date. I'm I'm guessing that this was sometime during the 30s that this actually happened. Um, I I I I'd have to go back and look up the exact dates, but. Um, what happened was that there were some bank robbers, and you know it's probably the, about the time of, of uh, um, you know, who are some of the other famous bank robbers? Al Capone. Al Capone, or... and and yeah, and who knows exactly who it was that came here? I don't think they ever ever found or caught them. But anyway, what happened was. Um, 
been up and down University Avenue this morning trying to jump cars, running errands, dodging traffic, practicing holding my temper in backups at intersections. And I'm so glad I have one less thing to worry about now that I have a reliable vehicle like my black Jeep Cherokee I got from ID Chrysler, Pine City, Minnesota. When 250,000 miles, my old car was just too much for the poor thing to take. I found myself looking for my new dream ride at ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the staff could have been more helpful with me choosing a vehicle and willing to work with my, as I call it, musician's credit score. Their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out their inventory at idcdjr.com or take the beautiful drive up 35 to 715 Northridge Court Northwest, Pine City, Minnesota to visit them in person. Business hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6 p.m. and Friday and Saturday, 8 to 5 p.m. Closed on Sundays. Check out ID Chrysler Pine City today and enjoy a safe summer season full of adventures and memories out in the open road in a new ride. There was these bank robbers came into town and they had left one guy outside as a lookout, an armed lookout, and uh, the rest went in and they were doing their banking <laughs> in the bank. And uh, apparently what happened was that um, people above that lived above a couple of the stores, which was the hardware store, your family's hardware store, and also the gamble store, which was maybe Drusel's Mercantile back then, mm-hmm. they they saw what was going on. And um, I think it was Miss, one of the bunkers that brought out a rifle and took a few shots at the at the bank robber, uh, the guy standing outside, and he fired back, and uh, discretion being the better part of valor, um, decided that that was enough shooting for today, so he went back in. But then there was a, um, a man that came up the street, and he was, I think he had hearing and or vision problems, and he was kind of yelling, what's going on, what's going on here, you know, what's all the commotion? And the the guy that was guarding the was the lookout. He shot and killed the this man, and we have the name someplace, but just offhand, I I don't remember who it was. And they never got caught. As far as I know, they never did. A Turtle Lake cold case. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that building is still standing. The building is still standing, and um, there were. Which building is it again? Uh, it would be on, in the on the corner there, as you. Would turn to go to the hotel bar and grill. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was that one or there was one more in the middle of the street. I think it was the one that was more in the middle okay. of the street. And apparently there were gunshot, there were bullet holes off the brick. You could see where the bullets hit. I asked so. Manfred, my co-teacher in summer school, who's been here for 30 plus years and a popular musician from originating from Germany... And he used to own a, or have a bar in Turtle Lake with a red carpet owned by another musician, Jimmy Masici. And I asked Manfred that same thing, and he said he thought there was bullet holes in the wall of the old red carpet. Yeah, I think oh, it was okay. the where okay, that, that building. Would make sense. Yeah, so there were two mm-hmm. banks close together. Yeah. Seems yes. <laughs> um, Jan, is there anything you you have some notes here? Is there anything you'd like to share with us that we missed out on? Um, no, I just opened up. You know when how soon that 
we bought it or had it, so we haven't been here that long. I thought maybe that might be interesting for yeah. people. You know, it was in um, uh, 2013 when we first were, you know, shown that we could actually get to it in the fall. So then we worked with the village and uh, were able to the next spring then be able to sign um, with, with them and to. Um, to get in here and start working on it. So it uh, hasn't been that long, really, for... And I am pleased and very amazed at the number of things that we've gotten. Uh, people have been just extremely generous and all the th different things. Um, and we've gotten... Some of the things have even come from, uh, like, one of the, the uh, quilts we've got. We, I'd gotten a call from um, Washington. And a state. Uh, a state of Washington, yes and um, asked if they said it had been in this area and wondered if um, we were interested. And so I, uh, I said, sure, send it over. And yeah, it was, it's old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a red work quilt, which mm -hmm. was popular at the time, and it was like an advertising yeah. quilt. It definitely was advertising. And so by that, you can kind of tell. Yeah, you know how so old it is. There were a couple of doctors that are that are advertised on this quilt, and for their logo, they have a skull and crossbones, which I thought was kind of a weird sort of <laughs> way to advertise being someone that's going to heal you. <laughs> mm. My father, t I'm a fan of, as listeners would know, of pro wrestling. And my father said oh. that they used to be have a pro wrestling ring where the library is now. Correct. Can you tell me about how what that was like? Or well, the Turtle Lake Fair was kind of the highlight of the summer. And it was a fair thing, the, right? Yeah, it was during the fair. Yeah, and that was one of the ways that they got people to come into town. Yeah. And so, um, huh? I remember, I my family lived about a mile and a half out of town and so I was riding my bicycle into town and as I'm riding this guy kind of pulls up to me and says where's where's Turtle Lake and and it was one of the one of the wrestlers hardboard hard-boiled Haggerty or what or the uh, no I think it was actually the crusher and <laughs> we've been in a sloos fighting we've been in the alleys fighting and we're not gonna stop fighting until we get them bells back we don't care where it is whether it is in the alley, in a saloon, any place we catch them bombs, we send a... And, and, he, and he had really a nice, pleasant voice. But when you heard him on the, on the radio or on TV, you know. So anyway, you know, I pointed him back. But um, so the, these entertainment things that they brought into town, you know, there was music and there were... There were uh, ventriloquists and, and magicians and whatever, but the, the wrestling really brought in a lot of people. And so when the Turtle Lake Fair came to town, it literally came to town because it set up all its rides right downtown on the street. So I think that the business owners were probably not real happy about it because they their, their businesses were... So tough. Yeah, had to yeah. almost shut down. Um so anyway, they would set up this this wrestling rink on the on the lawn where the Turtle Lake Library is now. It used to be the Bank of Turtle Lake, and uh, I remember 
during the wrestling matches, you know, the, the, there was one bad guy, right? <laughs> and everybody knew who the bad guy was because, you know, he looked like a bad guy. And he always had a bar of soap in his, you know, in his trunks. And when the ref wasn't looking, air quotation marks, he'd pull out this, the, this bar of soap and he'd do a headlock on the, the person that he was wrestling. And he'd rub. <laughs> and I remember this older lady that was watching and, and she was really into it. And she says, he's got a bar of soap in his You check his, you know. And, and of course, you know, of course the referee was like, I don't know. <laughs> So it was good entertainment, and you know it was kind of fun. But that was um, in the '60s. Uh, we had just moved into town. Y- well, yeah, and, and actu- they were there. Yeah, and actually, mm-hmm. it might have started before then I to earlier years. Very well, it did. But it kind of moved to a different, couple different places until they moved across from us. <laughs> across from you guys, yeah. yeah. Wow, this has been a blast, guys. Um, is there any other pieces of history you have here in the museum you think are worth mentioning that people might want to see if they stop in or be uh, keep an eye out for when they stop in i want to tell you about one of my favorite bars in the roseville slash st paul minnesota area the b dale club located on the corner of county road b and dale's motto is a place for family a place for friends a place for fun and that is the truth the food at t-birds cafe and takeaway is always spectacular Depends on the weather, if I'll jam on Thursday there or not, but a cold Tommy Lee, a.k.a. Coors Light with a couple of frog balls, a.k.a. olives in it. Beer sounds like heaven on a scorcher day like today. Rob, Natalie, Shelley, and entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. I've been told that after being talked about in these podcast ads, the Waller's Woodhill Cocktails are selling like hotcakes, karaoke, live music, pool table, pull tabs, bingo nights, bocce ball tournaments, and much, much more B-Dale's got it all. Stop by for a cold one soon. Well, actually, you know, first of all, I want uh, I want everyone to know that you know we we are strictly volunteer. No one here gets paid, and we're doing it you know for the love of history, and you know our time, our talents, uh, you know whatever anybody has to to give, uh, whether it's a donation or you know in the form of an artifact or uh, money, which we always need because. You know, we have projects that we we plan to do, and and you have to have money to do that. So anyway, thank you if you've given money or objects. If you have objects, be sure and check with us beforehand because we're running out of space. Um, But some of the things that we have in here that are really cool um, are old business um, pictures, advertising objects, um, old Boy Scout stuff. Um, World War II memorabilia. World yes. War II memorabilia. Cool. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, we go back to world. We have World War One. Yes, we do. To you know, to Vietnam. And oh, one of the interesting things is um, one of the families in to- town donated a Vietnam era uh, uniform, and uh, in that uniform pocket, when they brought it in, was a pack of cigarettes and the return ticket from Vietnam. What? So yeah, so that that was really cool. But you know, we have fishing stuff. We have uh, t- old tools. We have pictures of the school. The our school was a uh, the consolidation of the school was um, a few years, a couple of yeah. years ago, and we, so we put together all these pictures of the old one-room 
schoolhouses that consolidated with Turtle Lake, and we have pictures of them and the of the classrooms. Um, you know, people are really interested in that, especially when there's a class reunion, and they'll come here. Um, we'll open up for for class reunions, family reunions, and of course we're open the second and third weekends of the of the month June through. Uh, September. September. Okay, um, but now, of course, with the coronavirus, this is uh, you know we're kind of. How else can folks follow you? Do you have like a website or Facebook page or something like that? Yeah, there is a, a Facebook page, mm-hmm. and if if you go on to that, you'll see a lot of pictures of some of the things that that are in the building. There are some videos of, for instance, uh, when they tore the memorial hall down, which. You know, many Turtle Lake residents, you know, would recognize. Uh, there's, I have a video of the the last wall being knocked over by a, a, a you know wrecking machine, and uh, um, lots of hits on that. But you know, people really enjoy seeing this. I mean, they they don't know that there's this much history here. They're always. I I have someone. I have yet to see someone come in here that said, "Oh, this is this is not nope. worth it." Um, the only on our Facebook page, the only th- bad comment was that you know we're not open often enough, or you know when. So we actually have on Google Earth. If you look at that, there's pictures and some comments and stuff on that as well. So Facebook and Google Google Earth. There's okay. one other thing that I'd like to add is that we did write a book. It's a hardcover book, and. Um, you can come in here and read it. We don't really have too many to sell anymore, but <laughs> but you can come in and you'll find uh, maybe ancestors of yours, even you know. Yeah. So family it's, uh, history, a family history there. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of good history. And we've kind of combined with the library mm-hmm. uh, to have a genealogy room. Yeah. So um, if you if you're coming back to Turtle Lake to to find out about your family history, you know, stop here, stop. At the at the Turtle Lake Library too, because we we also have some displays there, but mm-hmm. th- 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 we're just kind of touching on stuff. I mean, there's just so much. In- we could do multiple episodes. If I keep stopping in here, we come up with another few stories to talk about. We'll have to do this again to promote it when it comes back open because this has been just super interesting. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Uh, what was is there some other story you want to share there, David? That you had. Um, oh yeah. Well, the, one of them um, was that during w- during the Chico- when the Chicago fire happened and when the Peshtico fire happened, Turtle Lake had the same thing. And uh, um, at that time, the, it was all the f- forests had been clear cut and uh, all the slash, the brush from from logging was laying all over. So and it was a really hot summer and. You know, who knows how it got started, whether it was lightning or whatever, but fire actually came to the outskirts of Turtle Lake, and uh, they saved the, you know, the community banded together, and they were really lucky because the, the pump house had broken down, so the supply of water was was not all that great. So they, they managed to save the majority of Turtle Lake, but they did that by tearing down some of the buildings that were in the way of other, or that were headed toward some of the more valuable um, buildings in town. So interesting. Yeah. 
So Dave's got ghost stories too. We'll save those for next time. Oh yeah, the ghosts. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no stories. What's that? There's no end to stories. No, there's no end to stories. Jan Davis, and David Skrupke, the Turtle Lake Museum. Thank you guys so much for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Please check out their Facebook page and come visit them when they're open. And it's been a wonderful time walking down memory lane here, guys. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts on life and times and the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. Again, please support this week's sponsors, 45th Parallel Distillery, ID Chrysler, Pine City, and the B-Dale Club. This is also a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. One Friday night on the Selby corner. Cops drove by when I was selling marijuana. Threw me in a jail cell hotter than a sauna. Was just 17 Sure, it was a corner Despite receiving the best from my mama No one can save me, not even Dalai Lama Living my life like a Scorsese and drama Got me locked up and wearing jumpsuit pajamas Some brains under my lid Got myself work, a car, made a kid From the street life I managed to stay hid and keep between the ditches God forbid Now years later I've heavy eyelids From losing sleep over the things I did Can't say how much I'm so glad To be rid of those teenage years But I hit the skids One Friday night on the Selby corner Cops drove by when I was selling marijuana Threw me in a jail cell Hotter than a sauna, was just 17 Sure, it was a corner Despite receiving the best from my mama No one can save me, not even Dalai Lama Living my life like a Scorsese and drama Got me locked up and wearing jumpsuit pajamas Living my life like a Scorsese and drama Got me locked up and wearing jumpsuit pajamas In the steep climb Out of the world of savagery and crime I'd been chewed up and spit out in my prime So Sunday mornings when I rise and shine I head downtown on my own dime To share my story with kids on paths like mine Trying to wake them up while they're through with their time One Friday night on the Selby corner Cops drove by when I was selling marijuana Threw me in a jail cell hotter than a sauna Was just 17 and sure I was a corner Despite receiving the best from my mama Selling marijuana, threw me in a jail cell hotter than a sauna. Was just 17.
locked up and wearing jumpsuit pajamas.